Hot shit. Hot shit. Here it comes. What you about to hear right now is a black, educated, and broke exclusive. Let's go. 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 Lucas and I do. And I don't that's, like that's logic, the, neither. Not see I think they're trash. I don't think that they're trash, right? I'm a rap. Do you rap, though? Do you do music? No, no, no. I don't rap. I'm just a student of it. If you did music, you would never call him trash, right? So, okay. You can't call Jordan Lucas, Lucas trash. He's not trash. He might not be your taste, but he's not trash. Um, logic, exactly what I said. Logic, you ain't never said that. Logic. Because, bro, you got to look at what Jordan Lucas does, bro. Like, that's not easy, bro. Like, I make, right? Like, when y'all hear Black in America, right? I put a lot yeah. of into that. Most rappers ain't going to do what, what you hear, right? So, like, for Jordan Lucas to put thought into what he does, bro, and for Logic to put that much thought into what they're doing, bro, that's not easy. That shit is hard. They, don't, they can't go in a, in, a, in a, like, a rapper like me and those two type of dudes, you can't go in a, in a booth and freestyle your raps, right? That takes a month to write that song. You got to go through different experiences, different emotions, different shit to put together that, right? And then to actually practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it, and to get it out for people to see it. Like, the Will Smith shit, bro, that's iconic, bro. You can't, like, mind you, the song, I might not want to listen to the song every day, but yeah. the project, like, bro, come on. If you say that's trash, I don't even know you, but I feel like that's hating. Like, no, 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 no. See, I'm a, I'm a student I like this of, guy. of hip-hop. I like this guy. But I just, Look, I'm not a I just like don't, I don't like, I don't like them. Like, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of the new cats. If I'm bumping something, it's old rap, 90s, early 2000s. Well, where are you from originally? I'm from the Midwest. Well, like Chicago? No, I'm from Kansas City. from Kansas City. Missouri. <laughs> Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know what that's at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when, and he's lying when, because he listens to the baby. He listens to the little first baby. Of all, the so baby how you is not dope. listening to new cats? So dope. Luke is lying. They, they dope though. Mm -hmm. they okay. Dope. Listen, listen, if you listen. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's get into the show because this is going to be right. good. It's because, I'm recording. Uh, I'm recording. Yeah, like, it's growling to it. Because Ryan gonna try to make it seem like I'm like this biggest hater. Or I just do not like them, and we can't say that. Who is them? Uh, Wait, who the is two them? that we've discussed? We know who we talk about. Who is them? We can't just say that because uh, you have to put thought into it, and you can't go in and just freestyle. That's not true. Wait, my favorite put, rapper does no, not no, no. write anything. Who's you put extra shit see. into it. There's no day. No it's a lie, bro. If you go in, the, if you go in and you just keep rapping, rapping, and you and you keep everything that you like, and then you put it together, that's writing. You're just writing with your words. I meant like <laughs> writing with a pen, bro. I, I'm talking about with a pen. Like if he goes in, and if you got to think about it, you can just go in there without without a pen and recite it. Whether your memory is great or greater than somebody else, that's you're not looking well, at the paper. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, He's putting put extra shit into this. Who You're is lying. they? Because the only person I ever ride for is Jordan Lucas. Well, no, if you look, say Logic, look, I swear you like to God. Logic too. Bro, you like don't Logic, listen bro. to Logic, nigga. Before we start, I just want to get onto the Jay Z thing. <laughs> a lot of niggas, I, I, I say that I actually, if you rap just for a reason, because I, I felt like a lot of people that don't actually get in the studio, they have a different perception of what goes on. Jay Z, just because he gets in the studio, right, and doesn't per just be writing it down and then spit it, bro. If you sit in the studio for hours saying different bars and figuring out, oh, I like that bar, I like that bar. That's writing, bro. He's just not writing. Just because you don't rap don't take away from the fact that you are into it or you've been around it for X amount of years. No, no question. But I think it's a difference if you don't actually do it. Like, like say, for instance, I'm not an NFL player, right? So at the end of the day, I can't talk certain shit with Randy Moss about catching the ball because I just don't catch Hey, the ball. Randy Moss. I watch football. Sure, I love, yeah. I'm a student of the game, right? I'm a, I'm a, I love football, bro. Basketball, everything. But I can't talk to these niggas about what they do because I don't do it. 
You know what I'm right. saying? But it's we're just, not talking to nobody about what they do. We ain't got to interview on that part for you. I was just talking about who I don't like. That no, was, no, that I was, was the basic conversation. Everybody got this concept like he don't write his raps, and that's bullshit. Like Kendrick Lamar, they write their raps, bro. They write them. I don't care what nobody said they write their raps, bro. Whether they in the, in the if they if you in the studio listening back to your shit all day, you're writing it, bro. You're writing it. That's right. So so for those who are just know. tuning in right now, you're hearing this different band. You're like, what am I listening to? You are listening to a black educated and broke exclusive right now. Okay. <laughs> We're doing a slap or dapper version. I called it earlier a QR square for the Q. Randy, Ron, and we got a special guest today, Jay Ortiz. So as y'all were listening, we're going back and forth about, it kind of started, uh, Ron was saying that Nas was like one of his top five rappers, and I was like, Nas, I can see Jay-Z, and then they went into a whole other situation. So at this point, Q, I'm going to press play. We, we actually agreed. Make sure that's in a recording. Oh, yeah, because that never Nas. happened. We didn't, well, we I, didn't, I, 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 didn't discredit, I didn't discredit Nas at all. I love you Nas. Did not. But I can see what people don't like about him, right? Like, he's not. Perfect. Right. So I He's get, not. But what I would say is, the only thing that bothered me earlier, not bothered me, but it was like, you couldn't, I felt like you couldn't say it, was like, a nigga like Nas, right? He, he's an amazing artist. Some people, it's not his taste, but we would never call him trash, right? Right. Never say yeah. Same thing I would say for a nigga like Jordan Lucas. You might not like him. I, it's a lot of songs he did that I don't like, right? But the way, the, the effort that he puts in the rap and the way he does it, the flows, the... The, the concepts, all of that shit, bro, it's hard to call somebody like him trash when we got like- You gonna have to break that down because I've tried listening to him. I gave him a chance. I didn't just like, mm, I don't like him. Ron sent me songs like, hey, check this. Well, look, bro, I, I'm I not can't, can't, I can't give I can't, it. I can't, even, I can't even rock with that, right? I'm just, oh, look, so you, why are you defending him? You can't say I can't call him trash. You can't trash. defend him. That was my only thing. He's just not trash. Like, I, I know if he, if he not if he, if he not your cup of tea, then he just not your cup of tea. Hey, you that I can some, understand. You be on some whole other shit. That don't take away from me saying that he trash if he's not. Yo, what's the dude from KC that's popping? He's like Tech a battle nine. rapper or something. Oh, battle rapper? Somebody, he's a rapper. Tech nine? I only Tech nine. It's Tech nine, but it's another OG. I met this OG. I did a, uh, I did like a uh, Chris Calico. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look it up. I did a, I did a convention with him with Doctor Boyce. Wild. Tech Nine is the only one I know. Yeah, well, you got yeah, Chris Calico, you got Tech Nine, you, you got uh, uh, well, they're not battle rappers though. We ain't got no battle rappers. Who's like the other rapper for? It was another rapper. Uh, uh, Rich the Factor for sure. I'm a, when yeah, we interview, yeah. I'm gonna look up the boy and I'm gonna tell him, tell you who he is. All right. I can't, I can't remember that shit off the top of my head. Um, but what's well, up? Well, we gonna, we gonna start. We don't, we didn't really have your bio, you know, we usually kind of brief on getting started, you know, I'd like to know a little bit about our artists. So what we're going to do is you kind of tell us what you do, uh, what brought you to the podcast. We know you've been here before, but sometimes people haven't listened to that show. So we kind of want to give them a little more background on what's going on. And then we'll get into some of your projects and then get into the song that you want to play and talk about that. Right. So, I mean, for me, um, just to kind of break down a little bit about myself. I'm an artist first, right? Um, you know, I focus on doing music, uh, but I also paint and, you know, I'm an, art, an artist. Like, you feel me from the whole, I just a creative. Basquiat and Rick James, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I, what I did was, what I did to switch up the game was, um, I created a platform for other artists. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of took my ego out of things and I realized that when I, if I use, um, I mean, if, I, if I'm able to get along with people and I'm able to give everyone else a platform, my platform becomes bigger, right? right. Um, so what I did was, um, I, I was in Philly at a point, cause I mean, I, 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 done, I went to Howard in DC, I moved to LA, you know, I, I've been back, I've been kind of all over the world doing this shit. 
Um, but what I did was I, I figured out a little play and I created a platform where I am able to help artists make money, creatives. I don't care what you do, bro. You could carve knives and I'm able to help you make bread. Tattoo, you could paint, you could body paint, you could fucking uh, spray paint cars, right? It doesn't matter. Whatever it is you do, I am able to help you make money while doing your creativeness live, right? So like when you come to a show like Art From The Heart, I'm the owner of Art From The Heart, which is the platform. Um, Art From The Heart features performances by people like myself. You got uh, other artists that are opening up. You got bands. Um, you've got live vendors that are selling all kinds of shit, depending on what legalities I have in the city that I'm at. Um, you got performers and uh, body paint going on. You got paint going on. You got canvas painting, murals. It's all happening simultaneously while a fashion show is also going on. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to kind of just bring everything that I love, which is art, music, and fashion, and put them together in the most tasteful way. Nice. Now, how did you, uh, how did this concept come about? Um, when I moved to LA, I, uh, I was already rapping. I was doing music and I was performing with this dude who drums. Uh, I think, I forgot, I don't know if he was on like America's Got Talent or some shit. I can't remember what show he was on, but um, it was my homie from college. Uh, and his name was Malik the drummer. We was, we was rapping and uh, I was rapping and he was drumming. And what I meant by, or what I learned from that was I understood how to be a performer. Um, nobody wants to see me get on stage and just rap rhymes. Like nobody gives a fuck about that, bro. Like, you know, excuse my French, but nobody cares. Uh, everybody raps, everybody can write shit, everybody can do that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, for me, you know, I've always been, I've always thought Michael Jackson, Prince, Kanye West, Travis Scott, right? These guys put together productions, bro. They're masterminds. This is not just writing a rap and going and performing. So um, me and him had a, we split ways, right? We went our separate ways. And uh, like, I know he, he, he continued to do what he was doing. I continued to do what I was doing. But from that split, uh, I met my homeboy. Uh, and he's my brother to this day. His name is John Bourne. Uh, John is a body painter, right? And John is like, he's not just any body painter. He's a famous body painter, right? Like he got his whole blue check. He got his 100K on the gram. And, you know, he paints Blueface House, he does Nicki Minaj paintings, Rihanna, Trace, like he paints for everybody. Um, but when I moved to LA, I didn't know that, right? Like I, don't, I wasn't into the art world. I had no clue who anybody was that just, you know what I'm saying? But he raps. Um, so with me and John, we, we was, he liked my music. You know what I'm saying? He like, bro, you should come perform this song at my show. I didn't know what his show was, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going, I'm just, in LA, I'm new. I'm just visiting shit. I'm just trying stuff out. Um, bro, this man, we go into the show, he body painting all these girls. I never seen nothing like that before, bro. I'm from Philly. I've never, ain't nobody creative like that over here. And it's sure. like, I got, I got my hair. I got body paint going on. I'm, they call me weird out here. You know what I'm saying? So like, ain't nobody creative like that. In LA or Philly? In Philly. I'm about to say, it can't call you weird in LA. Look, I'm bro, yeah. I'm, finished, I'm lit in Philly, bro. Like, I'm the yeah, man. Yeah. It's just the fact that like, I'm not your normal. You've been different. You feel me? Yeah. Different. You know what I mean? So. Um, that, that inspired my juice, bro. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like people, the, the reaction people gave me performing with him on the stage was crazy. Like the energy, because he's not no sit down old type nigga. He in the mix too. He painting the girl, but he jumping around and shit. He got dreads, it's all rock star. Uh, yeah. But they just loving the whole thing. I'm like, oh, that's crazy, right? I fell, fell right into it. Um, didn't know what was happening though. You feel me? So we kept doing it, kept doing it. I started inviting him when I had shows. Yo, bro, can you do this with me? Got you, bro. Right? Boom. All right. So I ended up moving back to Philly. You know, things didn't work out of LA as far as financially. So I had to kind of, you know, come back home and get my shit together. Uh, when I came back home, I had this idea. Like, I had like a whole epiphany. Like, yo, 
what if I did something of like what I was doing, but did it on a bigger scale and started including everyone else? So I included more artists. I started, I, I started the concept of the fashion show. I would put the fashion show in there. Um, I included more rappers to open up for me. Uh, and before you know it, I was able to implement, I was able to make a blueprint that I could take in any city. So, for instance, I don't live in Atlanta. I've never went to school there. I, I don't really be there like that, right? I've been there a lot because my show that I got coming up, but the show is sold out. I'm not in Atlanta. I don't live there. It's just what it is. So, I, this blueprint has allowed me to make sure that no matter where I go in the world, whatever venue I book, it's going to be sold out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And look, I might, I might be in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I got 30 artists that are from the city promoting it. I got artists coming from out of town. You know, I got models from the city promoting. I got clothing lines from the city. I start bringing some people from Philly. I've been in so many cities. I might bring some from New York, some from LA, and every every city, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, ever since then, uh, I, we've done about 50 shows in about uh, three different countries or three different continents. Like uh, we did Japan, we did London, England, uh, LA, right. Vegas. All right now. Um, just pretty much moving, bro, and just. Uh, just not being afraid, you know what I'm saying? So that's where the concept came from. Uh, did I ever think it was gonna be this big? Bro, I had no clue. I didn't know that it would take me all over the world, take me to places that I couldn't imagine. You know, people singing my words, they don't even know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was just a, it was, it was a luck, it was a luck thing, but it was kind of meant for me, right? Like once I was able to, under, once I had the vision, it's been, it's just been getting bigger and bigger ever since. That's hella dope, that's dope. Um, you know, kind of taking it back to to the to the artist aspect of the whole thing. So, have you tried incorporated painting and rapping at the same time yourself? Nah, too much. Um, that's more of a John thing. Like okay. I like I read that John. Um, I do paint, right? But I don't paint. Like he paints like extremely well. So, like one of the things I'll do is I'll have him as a special guest at my shows. And while I rap, he body paints, but he'll come out before me. I'll let him do like two or three songs before my set and he'll paint the girl while he sings. But like I said, he's, I don't care if he's watching, I'm a better rapper than him, you feel <laughs> me? And, but he's a better painter than me. Yeah. So, you know, he's gonna like, he, bro, he's phenomenal with the pen, bro. Like, like with, the, with the paintbrush, that shit is ridiculous. So he can do that shit with his eye clothes. He can paint five girls, like I've had him paint, 10 girls at one time and he's doing less than an hour and shit all looks flawless, right? So like, I'm not at that level yet. Give me when I'm like, give me five more years, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I do incorporate it a little bit, but I typically stay in my lane and I just allow him to paint while I rap. But well, like I said, he's, he's not just your regular painter, right? He's really, really popular. So people understand the concept and they love it. That makes sense. I like it. I like it. I know my other co-host is on here. I'm I know they got questions. Actually, I'm getting ready to share you guys' uh, John Bourne's page because we talked about it on our first interview because at the time, okay. I was with a client who was working with him, and that's how I became familiar with who he was. And, yes, his word is amazing. So let me show you right here. So here's his Instagram page. John Bourne. So we have, you know, Q. There you go. Oh, yeah. Nice you knew one. which one I wanted to see, didn't you? Go, go to the other one, though. Go to the other one because I took that video right here. So the, with, the, with the girls in the car, I mean, I was there too, but the other one, no, the other one next to it. So that's what we do. Like this shit right here, the girls, the cars, the houses, paint everything. And then I'll oh, be yeah. ready. See, this is not what I was thinking when you said body paint. 
like I know that this is like body paint, but usually you'll see like where it's a whole body, like somebody's painted like a tiger. Nah, he's a tiger or something. Real raunchy. He's, he dope. Yeah, I do real, like this. It's very raunchy, like you know what I'm saying. But it's like, like I said, it's tasteful. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah, that's my speed right there. Because Brady like, know what I like. I'm just solid. It's your. It's fine. I'm with the boys tonight. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. look. Show him the blue face crib. He did blue face crib too. Oh, that she was. That's one of my. That's my homegirl, Nevaeh Tay. All right, girl. Yeah, but you know, just little different, different vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, as one of my my best homies. You know, one of my my people. That's dope. That, he is nice with it. And I can just call and make sure that you know he'll he'll never leave me hanging. So, and it's vice versa though. I always make sure that you know. Uh, like he my friend, but it ain't like I need to do a favor. We making money, he making money. You know what I'm saying? I make sure I pay him. I make sure I pay for his flight. I, you know what I'm saying? Put him up wherever he need to be. You like, you know, I make sure he's taken care of. I don't want him to feel like, you know, it's just, oh, we homies. So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna fly to Philly or and perform. Like nah, like you gonna get paid for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your price is, we pay that. That's dope. I think that's important. Um, not only as being entrepreneurs and working in the industry of what you're doing, but as black people, because a lot of times we do want a hookup, but you got to understand that. Yeah. Sometimes we do want a discount or whatever, but you got to pay for people's services and we got to stop asking each other for a hand out. Like I can give you a hand up, which is me bringing you here. I'll take care of everything, but bills still got to get paid. You feel right. me? I yeah. think that's pretty dope, man. You friendships are built on that, and, and sometimes people don't quite understand that. But that's definitely admirable. And look, care bro, of times, thank you, bro. And it's times that he'd be like, "Bro, if you don't got it, it's fine." I'm like, "What? Like, no, like, I, even if I don't got it, I'm gonna make sure you got it because right. you do me a favor. Like, no matter what, at the end of the day, my ego is not big, right? When it comes to real business, right? right. We can stay around all day, but when we talking business, we gotta make sure whoever, whatever your service is you getting with your worth, you know what I'm saying? So um, I ain't gonna invite you nowhere or try to put you in some position when, you know, you got all these people like a blue face, you got a Nicki Minaj calling your phone and they got bread, they ain't calling you to be your homie. Like they like, look, bro, I need you to do this right now. Right, so what I look like calling you just cause we homies and like, bro, you can do this for free, nah, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? What you, what, what's the price, bro? Okay, I got your flight, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try, I try to get you the first class, right? We, we'll yeah. do it like that, but you know, it's all love. So it, it's been a, it's been a good uh, last three, four years, man. And so what I want to ask about particularly, because, you know, when we spoke, uh, you know, you was getting ready to start it here in Atlanta, then coronavirus. And for you personally, I want to know, like, <laughs> I want to know what kind of helped you to kind of keep going, man, because you got coronavirus procrastinated. You were in a, you know, a very serious car accident where you could have very much lost your life. You know, uh, a lot of things has transpired from now to then. So I just want to know, like, what has that journey been like? And what, why are you still here? What gets you here? Um, well, one thing I will say is that Atlanta didn't give up on me, right? That's first. Um, everybody was patient. My artists understood. Um, everybody, the venue, the everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't really have any, like, reason not to come back. Um, another thing is Atlanta is the only place that's open, right? So I might, be, I might only do some shows in Atlanta for the next couple months honestly just because I can't do it in the world um but just motivation wise um it was tough right when I got into that accident it was about uh oh no oh, you, froze. you broke up right when you talking about the accident 
Ooh, and I had gotten into the accident. Wait, wait, so you got to start over. It like froze for like, right when you about to say, right when I got into the... Oh, so right when I got into the accident, uh, it was like it was like 12 days before the show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, I mean, it was just tough to kind of bounce back. And mind you, y'all, uh, I had gotten into an accident 11 months before that where like I couldn't walk. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, So like I was just overwhelmed. Um, I started getting like anxiety, shit that I never had before, like panic attacks and stuff, because it was just too much at the same time. Um, but I just figured it out, you know what I'm saying? I kind of just took a took a, a deep, I took I had to take a chill pill. Like I had to sit down for a minute. I don't never sit down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sitting in the same spot makes me depressed. Like I can't, it makes me stagnant. I just don't like to do it. But I had to grow up and just do it. Um, and with that, with that thought process, you know, I was, uh, I started recording more. Um, I think trying to be a business owner, you your hands are so everywhere that you don't yeah. have time to actually, you know, perfect your craft. So I was able to uh, lock in, in the studio. I recorded 60 songs since. Whoa. Well, he's on this Tupac Machiavelli, huh? I recorded about 60 songs, y'all, with uh, with Big with Big Yant, my, my engineer, um, yeah. 11, my producer, and my man, Adamata. Um, so I did that. Uh, I just bought a new studio. Uh, we opened up on August 15th. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. So it's state of the art, right? It's beautiful. Um, you know, if you're in Philly, anybody, great artists, whoever you you can come, Art from the Heart Studios, we open. Uh, then that's just gonna be the very first. We'll do that in Atlanta. We'll do that in uh, LA as well, and Miami as well. So um, yeah, it just took it took time for me to just kind of sit down, you know, and really just uh, be grateful. Because um, I wasn't grateful at a, at a at a point. I was kind of tight that all that shit was happening. At the, you know what I'm saying? Money got tight, right? I'm got to get paid in a week. Right, everything was kind of just happening, and it all just came to a halt. And that stimulus ain't come in for like six, seven months, so it was getting real for me. I had to really figure it out, but you know, I stayed down, and I just got my shit together. Well, good job. It looks good on you, brother. <laughs> gracias, gracias. Life Ron, you you up, bro? <laughs> yeah, I, was actually, I was actually looking at uh, John Bourne's Twitter. Oh, uh, this been, oh, okay. I, I didn't know you look like you had dozed off. Like, oh, <laughs> Yo, I still look close. Okay, uh, proof. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but one thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, and I think y'all could attest it, is life is about perception. You know what I'm saying? So when things happen to you, uh, it's really your outlook as, as to how, as your outlook is going to, you know, uh, affect your outcome. And... Uh, mm-hmm. What I did was, like I said, for the first couple of days, y'all, I was very upset when I got into the accident. It was like really a lot for me for it to be the second one within a year. Um, and I still stayed alive through this shit, right? But when I figured it out, when I took like four or five days to really get my head together and really understand that I'm blessed to be here, I'm blessed to have my limbs, I could perform again, I could do my shit. Um, you know, everything changed. Once my mindset was like being blessed and being thankful, I mean, everything came, bro everything changed, right? Like I'm all over the world again. You know, I'm kind of doing my thing. I'm floating, I'm free. I'm just, it's just a thing right now. So it's like, um, yeah, it's all about perception for me. And, I was gonna, if I could just add on to that, it just made me think about what our pastor used to teach. Like, you know, if you can't change your, um, can't change your situation, but you can change your mind frame. Uh-huh. And it's like, when you change your mind frame, everything falls into place. That that is real life. So I'm yes, yeah. absolutely. You create your you create your your uh your outcome, right? So like, uh, if you feel like everything is the end of the world, that's what it is. If you feel like everything is a lesson, then that's what it is, right? It's like it's just up to you. It's so simple and it's so cliche, but it's no other way to break it down. It's just it is what it is. Right. That's dope. That's dope. 
All right, well, sure. If Ron will continue to be quiet, let's get into this music, man. <laughs> Let's go. I, I wanna, I, I definitely wanna, uh, want you to introduce the song that we're gonna play. Um, let us know your inspiration behind it, um, and then we're gonna get to the slap it or dap it. Um, well, the, the song that I, I sent to them is the record I have out right now. So, if anybody, uh, to everybody watching, uh, it's called Black in America. Type in J Ortiz, J A Y Ortiz, O R T I Z. Um, Black in America. It's on every streaming service you could possibly have. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Um, and the, the title speaks for it, man. It's about uh, everything that we endure being Black in America. Um, I spoke up for men. I tried to speak up for men because like, I'm a Black man in America. But I also spoke on Breonna Taylor. I spoke on Sandra Bland. Right? Like, I, I, It's hard just being Black. It don't matter if you're a man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that was my motivation. Y'all see what happened to Jacob? What's his last name? Jacob Blake. Blake. Jacob Blake. Right? Y'all see what happened to him? Seven. Like you, you know what my motivation is. Like that shit. George Floyd is only ninety days ago, right? And we right. we set the fucking uh, U.S. on fire. The U.S. on you know fire. Saying? And it right. So I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm in the middle of that shit. I don't I don't care. I'm with my people, right? Like I don't care about um. The other shit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, this is real life. All that don't matter. When it comes to shit like this, this is this is what motivates me. This is what moves me, right? Um, being able to be a change in the direction of life. Um, so, with that being said, I think Black in America was something that a lot of people needed to hear. Um, being in the music industry, being in Hollywood, being in these different places, I'm around a lot of white people. A lot of white people that just don't understand what it is to be Black in America. Um, but instead of me arguing with people and trying to fight them and just being uh listen to their belligerentness right um i created this and to anybody who asked me why i feel the way i feel i played them this song so black in america is produced by my homie a mac 11 beats um and it's very dear to me it's my newest single it is the first single off of um my new project called little big bro oh yeah my man gonna get mad if i don't shout him out my dog ruler mx he uh he mastered it uh so you know, y'all in Hollywood and y'all need your stuff mastered. They didn't see me, they did not see me on TV with my eye busted, my head busted. That's pictures though. Yes, okay, you don't see them pictures. You see pictures of Tupac coming out of jail and cuffs. You don't see pictures of the police standing over me beating my brain. You don't see that, but I see that. That's what I see, you know what I'm saying? So it's all real. Watch out for the boys in blue, might convict me a sign I didn't do If you black, it's a game, if you white, it's crew What am I to do? 400 years being oppressed They can kill you, try and make an arrest Every day, never know if I'm next What am I to do? Then woke up, run side of the bed Call this girl, give a nigga head And the head gon' stop till the nigga dead What am I to do? I am a norm, but he gotta go like a decade in black He a dirty cop, he say I'm the threat, but I'm no one shot You ever been black in America? Then you know I won't call cops Then you know I will on the block Then you know I always sell a rock You ever been black in America? You could be minding your business, but pull a strap on you just like you a felon, bro. Did it till you proven innocent? I seen it happen to many men. No money for lawyers, we settle in. Not violent crime, getting max sentence. You ever been black in America? They'll kill you on a body cam. I'm crying, should never see sun again. Got to kill the man home, chilling with his fan. You ever been black in America? Need protection for cops and yachts. I get the drop from the box. They all made you at the top. You ever been black in America? See what happened to Georgia for land. They say, let me see your hands. I hope this shit ain't about happen again. Shout for the boys in blue, might convict me a sign I didn't do it. If you black, it's a game, if you white, it's crew. What am I to do? 400 years being 
making a rap. Every day, never know if I'm next. What am I to do? Then woke up wrong side of the bed. Call this girl, give a nigga head in the head. Gonna stop feeling nigga dead. What am I to do? I am a norm, but he got a clock at your kid in black. He a dirty cop, he stabbed the threat, but I'm no one shot. You ever been black in America? Now you know they ain't gonna knock. Then you know they bust your spot. Then you know what a warning knock. You ever been black in America? Better know your rights cause they ain't telling you. You ain't have probable cause, I ain't committed crime, I got nothing to tell you, bro. They're playing drugs in the world, say you had to steal, then you said I plead this. In real life, they had to steal, my hands in the world, they still threatening to kill me. You ever been black in America? Missing in their custody like a tooth. Cover their body, can't have no proof, got no white jury, you get a roof. You ever been black in America? Get strangled for selling loose cigarettes, get pulled over just for being black. It's self-defense, but you shot in the back. You ever been black in America? They ain't kill you in front of your daughter, wife helping, screaming while she records, supposed to protect the village of the school. Watch out for the boys in blue, might convict me a sign I didn't do If you black, it's a game, if you white, it's a crew What am I to do? 400 years being oppressed They can kill you, try making a rest Every day, never know if I'm next What am I to do? They woke up, run side of the bed Call this girl, give a nigga head And they ain't gonna stop till the nigga dead What am I to do? I am a norm, but he got a clock at your kid in black He a dirty cop, he stabbed the threat But I'm no one shot You ever been black in America? Slap it or dap it, baby Slap it or dap it <laughs> All right, all right, well, this comes the time of the show where we're pretty much, I didn't fully explain the slap it or dap it to you, but as an artist, you know, it's it's just a play on the word. Uh, slap it means we, we like it. It's something we will play. We vibe it with it. But if we dap it, I mean, we're not, we not feeling it, you know. Uh, I got my crew with me, my super honest crew with me out of all of our people, to be honest. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to let them go. I'm going I'm to let ladies go first on it. Uh, I know you know Randy, but uh, I definitely want to hear what she has to say about about your track. Go ahead, Randy. Yo. So, Jay Ortiz. Okay. So, like, when I first heard it, <laughs> when I first heard it, I had, like, with my headphones off, and I was listening to it, and I was like, uh-uh. I didn't like it. I was like, uh, this ain't really, like, uh. But then when we played it now with my headphones, first I was kind of listening, like, and kind of still like, I don't really know if I like it. But then I started really listening to the words. I listened to every single word when I caught it, and I was like, you was saying some real ass shit. You were, like, giving real-life scenarios about being black in America. You're talking about the cigarettes. You're talking about driving. You're talking about self-defense from the back. Like, I started listening to the words, and I'm like, this song is deep. Like, it's deep. It's kind of, like, kind of sad a little bit, you know, because it's like, damn, you know? And I don't know. It, it changed my whole emotional feel about it when yeah, I, I actually heard the lyrics. And wait till you see the visual. I think it'll bring it So, So that changed my perception. It was so real. So I'm, I'm, I'm slapping it. I, I was definitely going to dap it, but, dog, those lyrics. I take it. I that take is a slap, 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 slap for me. Oh. Uh, uh, Thank you. Ron, what you got picked up? Uh, first off, I like the fact that you started off with Tupac. That set the whole tone for what I'm about to hear. I know the song is going to have a message. It's going to have some something of actual substance. And that's what I like to hear. I like to hear something that makes sense, something that touches your, your thinking process. Um, I like everything you were talking about, um, especially when you said the cops ain't going to knock when they, they serve that warrant. Yana Taylor, I literally spoke yeah. every, every yeah. about being black in America. I was like, you ever been black in America? Each one was somebody that got killed. So I was very, yeah. that's why I was like, you got to see the visual. It's yeah. going to be exciting. Not exciting because it's, it's sad, but yeah. it's, um, 
it's real, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and like, that's what I was like, and I, I know Ron, we were talking about Jordan Lucas. That's what I was talking about in a sense where like, it ain't for everybody, right? Like, I don't think white people would like that song, right? Like, they might not love it. They might, they might be like, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But for the message or for the purpose of the song, you know, I think it, it I, I think I try my best to relay the message. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging that whole, that whole song, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and slap it. I'm two out of I'm two out of two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bring, bring me home, bro. Bring me uh, home. Oh, let me put you out your misery. You three out of three. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, you was the scariest one for me. I was I was waiting. I know, it. I know it. When you got on here, what we was talking about, I said, Oh, okay. I know where his head where his head is now. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> But I, I'm going to be honest, man. When it comes to, to rap or music, period, I give everything a chance. So I'm going to tell you, if I ain't fucking with it, I'm a, I, I didn't. I listened to it, and I'm, I ain't fucking with it. I ain't just been like, I'm not giving that a chance. I'm not fucking with it. But you you got me off grip with the message. Uh, this is our first conversation, but my team know how I am about my people. And when it comes to artists, like Lil Baby put that song out, off rip, I'm on it. Like that's what I'm talking about, man. We need more of that. Back in the day, you know, in the '60s during the civil rights era, um, we had artists who was putting out songs. James Brown, I'm Black and I'm Proud, stuff like that. And that was motivating to our people to continue to push forward. So um, for you to to put this track out, uh, basically promoting, you know, um, how we are viewed in America. And how it feels to be black in America, I'm I'm feeling that. I really can't wait to see the music video because that really yes. brings a lot of thinking things into perspective for me. I'm a visual person, while I am a physical doer, but Likewise. instead of reading a book, I rather watch the movie. You Likewise. feel me? Likewise. Yeah. So I I'm excited to see that and see where it goes from there, um, because we need it, man. Anything positive, uplifting to to the culture. Your background. Already. Um, you see the background? Yeah, man, I I, I don't play <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm dead serious. And, and, and me too. One thing uh, I was going to say is on Friday, I mean, on Saturday, the show, the message, the show theme, I do themes for my shows. My last show theme was Cartoon Network versus, uh, Cartoon Network versus uh, Nickelodeon. But even by, with March, this is before George Floyd and everything like that, the theme was for the culture, right? And that's the theme nice. of Saturday, for the culture. That's why I felt like I needed a theme song. I needed to be able to make you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to take all the credit for that. Um, my brother Johnny always be telling me, like, he always gives me concepts to write about. Um, you know, I was a journalism major in school, bro, so I always wrote, I always wrote, wrote you know, just stuff. Um, and then, We were, to me and Q, but we were journalism majors. Let him know, Q. Come yeah, on, Langston University. Langston University, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Howard, okay. HBCU. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all about that. Um, but another thing that kind of uh, really, really, uh, that I would like to give credit to, um, that got me really checking the message in my music um, was, I, I do a show right now, uh, and I'm, I'm mentored by a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Mr. Kenny Gamble. Uh, and Mr. Gamble is, uh, he is the creator of The Sound of Philadelphia. He wrote all of, all of those songs, and also uh, Gamble and Huff. Gamble and Huff. I was like, that name sounds so familiar. Yeah. They, they wrote for uh, Teddy Pendergrass. They wrote for uh, Melvin, uh, Blue, Melvin, Blue Notes. Yeah everything so yeah. he's my mentor and we host a show every tuesday together and it's called message in the music um so i mean i've interviewed people like i'm, I'm i do your job as well you know I, i'm all, I try to be a deck of all trees right 
So yeah. he got me interviewing people talking about music and the message in it. Um, so I get real inspired um, to change the dynamic. Cause I'm not gonna front, bro. I got songs where we talking about, you know, having fun and doing shit, right? But um, I think it's very important. And as I get older and as I like really uh, have, I'm more seasoned in this game, um, it's really important to the message I put out. Cause half the songs I had before, I can't even play for my little sisters. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I gotta cut it off when they're in the car. This shit, I could play it loud for anybody. Right. My little, my little youngin, everybody, I could play it, and I don't feel no way I could play like, um, this lady in my sixth grade class. Her name is Miss Kremis. Uh, one thing she did that stood out to me, and I, no other teacher that I, I can't even remember nothing that no teacher did. But one thing that Miss Kremis did, right, is a white lady, y'all. Um, she played Nas, I can, every day of my sixth grade year at 8.30 a.m. when we walked into class every day. As soon as we were in advisory, I'm 11 years old, bro. This is a white lady. And most of her students are black. But she just like, you know, I know I can be what I want to be if I work hard. Like, I, that was instilled in me, though. You feel me? Like, I really, I'll never forget the words. I always know that chant. So I wanted to make a song like that where it would make people feel comfortable being black in America. You know what I'm saying? Like when people are really talking about what you're going through and they're bringing light to it, I think it makes people feel more comfortable speaking on it. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was my motivation to do something like that because I feel like I got little sisters, right? I wanna, I wanna give back to the way my teacher and the, the folks that give back, my mentor and these people give back to me. So that was the, that was the, the motivation for that, for that record. Well, yeah, I want to ask, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, my no, mic was off. Ahead. I think she just might be turning off. Okay, so as far as, because I know this weekend is going to be the art from the heart, and now that it's, it's like, you know, sold out, so what does that mean for Black Educated and Broke? Does that mean, like, we can't, like, go? I mean, well, we, look, 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 look. I, I wanted to, we could probably talk a little more off camera about it, but I would like y'all to be there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like Thank nothing you. changed from the first show. I think that's smooth. Um, and it did sell out this morning. Uh, but I got so many people because, you know, this weekend is my not only now is it just for the culture. This is now my three year anniversary and my birthday show. Right. Oh, oh that's right. Virgo. I forgot Virgo my Nation. My birthday's on Monday, but we celebrate on Saturday. Right. Um, hmm. So with that being said, yeah, I need you all in the building. I had to open up another 50 tickets just to because I got so many people that are just upset. Why well, I can't get into the. All right, bro. Okay. I'm going to leave the ticket link open for another 24 hours. Be on the that's you. you know what I'm saying? And it's COVID. I got to be mindful of the you just, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I'm already over the limit. But, um, you know, y'all are y'all are more than welcome. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to not have Black, educated, and broke in the building. You know what I'm Boy, saying? Boy, you better say our name <laughs> like you know it. It's my second time. Come on, man. I don't forget. I smoke a lot, but that don't mean shit. I got good memory. <laughs> It's dope. Right. Well, um, before we get out of here, man, let the people know where they can find your music, all your social media tags, and and then reiterate the show that's going on this week, what they can expect, you know, what's going on, where it's going to be here in Atlanta. Well, uh, for those who just turn, tuning in, my name is Jay Ortiz. Uh, I'm an artist extraordinaire. Uh, and you can find me at Jay Ortiz 215 on all social media platforms. That's J-A-Y-O-R-T-I-Z 215. Um, and you can also find my platform on social media platforms called Art From The Heart. That's A-R-T-F-R-M-N-O-O, The Heart. So that's A-R-T-F-R-M, The Heart. Um, and what you can expect this weekend if you come to the show, mind you guys, um, it's only, I just put up an extra 50 tickets, 30 of them already sold. So we got about 20 more tickets left. Um, and then I got 
black educated and broken here. So that's three. That's now we got 17 tickets left, right? Um, so I really need I, I need y'all to understand that this weekend is gonna be um it's gonna be monumental. And the reason I say that is because um you know, it hasn't been any real events going on. Ain't no performances and no type of concerts and all of these things, right? So yeah. we're bringing that energy back. I'm very excited to do that, just to perform again in front of people. Um, please wear your mask. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll have this hand sanitizer on deck. Uh, but as far as what you can expect, it'll be live art, live body paint, live performances. Uh, we've got a fashion show. We're going to have vendors of all kinds. Um, you're going to be able there, be able to come in and support your local uh, creative, you know what I'm saying? I'm for my people, um, but I'm not gonna say that there won't be no white vendors there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if y'all, if they wanna support us for the culture, I'm not ever gonna, you know, block anybody out. But like I said, I'm, I'm for my people, you know what I'm saying? So Black in America is out right now. Um, my album is coming out, it's called Lil Big Bro. Um, I'm just excited to be alive, you feel me? Excited to be doing what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? So I thank y'all for having me and um, hopefully we can do this again. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Appreciate you coming out, big dog. Definitely. Yeah, nah, we'll nah, have you back. Check out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. So look, what I'm gonna do is um I'm gonna call Randy. I'm gonna call you when we get off and I'll just figure out what I need to do. Like I guess even to put you on the uh uh like a media list. The media or, list. Like, yes. I, I figure that out. We'll make that work. Um but like I said, thanks again, you guys. Uh Randy especially. Uh, for you know, sharing your platform with me, I appreciate you as much love. Namaste, uh, my homies. I'm just, I'm glad that I, we had to have a, good, we were able to have a great conversation. Yes, Absolutely. so great how it all flowed. Yeah, <laughs> we show people that you don't have to hate each other to disagree, right? We have different facts, but I still, That's respect, real. I, I still respect these men, and you know, I'm glad to have created uh, a link. You know what I'm saying? So I'll see you guys soon. I got to rehearse again. Um, okay. I'm going him because I was like uh, my. So I'm real like, uh, what's the word? I'm real on it, right? So I'll be on my DJ's ass because he's been slacking, right? So that's why <laughs> I was going to be in Atlanta right now, but I stayed an extra day and it's 11.50. We'll probably be here till three in the morning. He got to work at seven, but I don't oh. Listen, practice makes perfect. Get it right, get it tight. Yeah, so all the hours are coming in. So thank you guys very much. Art from the heart this Saturday uh, for the culture Atlanta. Bet. Peace.